Hello and welcome to another episode of Edinburgh Play and Wellbeing podcast number five. Cannot believe it's number five. Time's flown by. And I'm very happy to be joined today by the one and only Sabrina Tickle. Sabrina, how the heck are you doing today? I'm not bad, thank you. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Happy to be here. And it's really nice, isn't it, eh? It's really nice. It's the kind of most we can do these days because um, this is the kind of first time that we've really spoken face to face and we've spoken over, I know, I know. It's over good. email and all that kind of thing. So, um, And Sabrina and I do stuff very similar to each other. So do you want to explain to everyone kind of what what is your life entailing just now? What do you do? Oh, um, so it's a bit chaotic just now. I work for Sikh Sanjog, which is a charity in Edinburgh that works with Sikh people and different ethnic minority backgrounds. So mm-hmm. I'm the youth and community development worker there. And uh, so kind of manage all the projects and kind of most of the staff team. Um, and as, as well as that, I uh, a friend of myself, we set up a youth work charity in the southwest of Edinburgh. The we Haven Youth Project kind of open access youth work kind of mm-hmm. running groups, something that we're really passionate about and right. uh, it's going really well we're kind of a couple of years in now so so what kind of activities what's your kind of sessions or how how do people sign up first of all and how do we how so, do we know more about it back in the back in the good old days <laughs> is that post-covid i'm oh, sorry pre-covid rather pre-covid we just had kind of youth clubs running uh, we ran every night of the week and it would just be kind of different activities based on where we were because we work right. in the local community centers so we have your kind of pools your arts and crafts cooking kind of sport that kind of stuff um open to any kind of teenagers uh, in the area and also one of the big key things that we like to do is make sure we're providing hot foods at every kind of session as well and that sometimes takes up part of the activity as well which is great yeah yeah Um, i was always told years ago that uh, if there's food people will come come. (laughs) yeah that's exactly and you know it's it's also a really good uh life resource as well a life skill what you guys are doing is amazing. And okay. um, I live in the same kind of locality of where you guys deliver, and I hear nothing but positivity um, oh, that's really nice from hear. service users. Service users? That's a really professional word, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, from people who <laughs> work, you know, you, do, you do work with, mm-hmm. as well as other groups in the in the community as well. So it's, it's, it's really nice to hear that there's, and it's really, it's, it's, What's the word? There's a demand for yeah. young for engagement with young people. It doesn't matter, yeah. matter what part of Edinburgh or London or wherever in the world you are. It's that young people are our future, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's do you know it's kind of been built from the ground up and that's how we've kind of and we both have personal experiences of youth work, right. um, professional experience, and I think that's really made a difference and we're quite lucky do you know in the area there's a lot of really amazing projects already in existence yeah yeah there's also just a really lot of young people yeah aye. <laughs> so it feels like over the years we've been able to kind of really embed into part of what's been a really welcoming community as well yeah so. absolutely absolutely um what struck me in the last years we've had we've been in lockdown and i believe it's a 
nearly is it approximately a year we've been in lockdown now. Is it's coming up to it? Is it? the resilience that young people can show? Um, mm. You know, we were just talking before we came on the call that how challenging it can be as a as a human being, as a parent or an individual, um, to 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 manage and cope with these things. But younger people, my goodness, uh, it just shows that the resilience that they've got is amazing. But they also need support. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a challenging time in our lives already. So to become kind of socially excluded as part of that is just massive, isn't it? And absolutely. I think they're all doing so well and don't get enough credit, really. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we start talking about um, what we're going to talk about today is what I'll do is I'll post on the links on the podcast to, to your project and other mm-hmm. things that you're involved with as well, because I think... We need to use these tools as a signposting, way a way of signposting kind of thing, you know. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, Sabrina, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you a few questions. Are you ready? Ready. Remember, <laughs> just a conversation. No, no. So, yeah. do you remember where you were, what you were doing when you first heard the coronavirus? Because the reason I ask this is, I always, I always give this example. I always give the, I always, I always remember where I was when I first heard about when nine eleven happened for example, mm-hmm. and yeah. Locker Bay and all these horrendous things. Where were you? Can you remember where you were when you first heard about coronavirus? I actually can't, to be honest. Right. Um, I think it was because when it first started to come kind of into the news and stuff, it still felt like so far away. Yeah. And it felt like it wasn't really relevant. And I think, it, if I'm honest, it took me a long time to really kind of notice it as something that might be serious yeah and um, obviously i knew it was serious for people in other countries but it just felt really distant so i actually can't really remember the specifics i know it was around december time and um, yeah. it was kind of hitting the news and stuff like that like i remember when nicola sturgeon kind of said about kind of not traveling and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was watching the news on the bus so i'll wait i'll do it so I remember events like that. <laughs> aye, aye. What's quite a recurring theme with people is they do remember they were sitting at their watching TV and they think, you know what, it's not going to come to us. It's not going to come to Scotland yeah. or the UK because ach, it's like a Chinese thing and you know, it's going to get dealt with. It's fine. It'll be an isolated incident. And then it gradually creeped down in Australia, and I remember when Italy went into full lockdown, Spain went into full lockdown, and yeah. we've, we've got some friends that live in Spain, they live in Palma City, and they were posting pictures and videos, and they looked out in their balcony, and no one was walking about the streets, the only people who were walking yeah. about the streets were the police or the army. And personally, that kind of put the fear of God up me a wee bit, because thinking, oh. if I looked out my window where I live, no one's walking about apart from police or the army because I think there was one point last year that there was chat about bringing maybe the military in to kind of I guess govern the streets which in itself sounds really quite scary you know you didn't want to live in a kind of state like that but you will do what you know if if, if that's what keeps us safe that's what keeps us safe kind of thing you know it's happening as well so (laughs) aye aye um so your initial thoughts were thinking I'll probably stay over there yeah, absolutely. 
And I think it wasn't until Italy, actually, because I remember where I was for Italy's lockdown. Mm. I was, uh, I had been at an International Women's Day event. Oh, uh, really? During the day. So I actually remember that day quite clearly. And I remember sitting watching the news and thinking, oh, my God, this is, like, real now. Aye. Maybe I shouldn't have been in a room with all those people. <laughs> well, you know, even just talking about being in a room with different people or, or being, <laughs> being in a room with people is quite mm. uh it's quite something else, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. Um, even when you're going out for, I was out for a walk earlier on, and there was people going past me. I was thinking, oh no, there's people going past me. Or you go with a mask on. It's oh no, although we're distanced <laughs> and safe. Well, to a degree. Um, so we go into lockdown about a year ago or so, and restrictions are put into place. How did you adapt, both in your own private life? And your kind of work life as well to, to the to the restrictions. Yeah, um, private life in the beginning was actually, if I'm going to be really honest, was actually quite nice. Right. Um, I've never spent so much time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice having all that extra time with my daughter. The kind of work hadn't quite shifted over, kind of yeah. really. Um, you know, so it was still a bit of a process. We had no idea that it was going to be so long, so honestly, just kind of enjoyed that part of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought this is going to be easier. I'm actually <laughs> going to have a bit more I can have freedom, a bit more kind of time to kind of catch up on all those bits of work that you just never get around to. Aye, aye. Um, reality hit. Yep. <laughs> work went mental. Um, we, in my job at Six and Job, we support some really vulnerable people Um, and that was probably it was one of the most intense experiences in my life we had to get a whole staff team and I was one of the key people involved in that kind of working online people that weren't necessarily overly confident in technology so you were literally just having phone calls for hours and hours kind of talking through things Um, but then the other side is kind of all the emotional stuff you were getting as well. People were scared. People, mm. as time went on, people's situations were deteriorating and, and not having that space between work and home then yeah. became to be really, really tough. Yeah. Because it's almost feeling um, that umbrella effect where everything's just coming over you. And, you know, in our line of work, we mm. support people I wouldn't say advise, I'd advise sometimes, but support people, they look for answers. But when, as the, the worker or the professional, and you don't know the answers because we don't know what we don't know, yeah, then yeah. it's really, really tough, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and likewise, that then reflects on your, your home life because you're, as a parent, you care mm-hmm. for your, your, you, you love your, 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 your daughter, um, and you want to protect them as well, but, yeah. And say the right thing. When's lockdown going to be over? I have no idea. I know I was yeah. asked that question. When can we go outside and play? When can we go and see Granny? Yeah. Or we, you just don't know. And that, and I think that that was a huge challenge. So many people were think were feeling guilty because they don't know the answers. Yeah, yeah. And it was really tough. And I was amazed actually how kind of resilient my daughter. It kind of. Yeah. She was three at that time. I right. kind of turned four quite early into lockdown. And she just kind of took everything in stride. And you're like, I don't know the answers to these. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was just like, yeah, um, 
when softly open again. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, you were kind of being like, oh, it'll be soon, not be soon. And now you're like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I was quite surprised the other day. I was, I was, we just turned, it's a, it was the 3rd of March today, so we're just also turned into spring, technically in spring. <laughs> um, but looking at my window, it doesn't look very spring to me. But, um, no, it doesn't feel it either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's freezing today. Um, I'm actually sitting here with a woolly jumper, or a jumper and I never wear jumpers <laughs> beside a radiator. Um, mm. Yeah, I would never thought I'd go on for a, for a year, you know. Um, but I mean, there you go. We're, so we're one year on now, essentially. A lot's changed. We do a lot of things differently. So we wear masks and shops now and we do a lot of queuing. Have you, have you kind of done well to adapt to that? Or uh, is, is, is it a new normal for you now? Yeah, I think, I think some of it is. Um, you know, the masks and things like that. I feel like just kind of used to it now. It's yeah. almost like second nature. Like I, I never forget anymore. Whereas in the beginning, you kind of always running back up the stairs. Like, Aye, oh my God, I a mask. But it does feel quite second nature now. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, like, there's, I feel like there's been a big shift between the first time round and the second time round when you were kind yeah. of you were transfixed. You were kind of watching the news every single day. Is anything going to change? Yeah, it was, yeah. Like doomsday kind of scrolling at times, um, and now it's just that's just our life now. That's just how we're living. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did so? Did you find yourself? Because I know I did. Did you find yourself watching the the prime ministers and also then the Nicola Sturgeon's updates daily, like yeah, two time. o'clock or whatever? Religiously, like, I absolutely you'd stop everything. Or you put you put a tape in and record it. You'd record it. And you'd watch it. You'd have to watch yeah. it live though because you want to be the first to know. Um, yeah. You, you, and you want to know the updates. And I think, to be honest with you, I'm guessing, but ninety plus percent of the population of Britain would probably be doing that. I'd love to see the viewing figures for these things, but there were. Oh. You would be. Everybody wants to know just what's going on because you're kind of clinging on to, clinging on to life. I remember. When the Prime Minister, when Boris Johnson was first, when he was admitted to hospital for having COVID, oh. I'm thinking, ooh, it is a bit like a, like one of these disaster movies. Uh-huh. You know, because they were talking about protocols and because he could be unconscious and the, the then, you know, what you see in movies, they swear on the Bible and all this like, kind of jazz. Like that, that's <laughs> exactly. And I watched a lot of that. I, I watched all of that last year. I love Designated Survivor because it was, it's, it was, it spoke volumes because it's as if you're living in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 28 days later, and not number 28 days, is that her? But yeah, so, designated survivor. I thought that was just so close to the, uh, to the bone kind of thing, yeah, at a certain yeah. extent. Um, I watched a program the other day, Greenland. Oh, that's really good. I, I watched it, what was it, Netflix or something? I can't remember what it was. And it was yeah. basically, yeah. but it's like proper, like, end of world stuff. And I had a dream that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about my dream. The dream is I was walking along Rose Street in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, you usually have the lights hanging on Rose Street right yeah, along. Yeah. I remember walking along the road there and the lights, they were like arms and legs and they started like chasing after me. <laughs> because <laughs> I see there's quite a few scenes in that film where folk are getting chased and whatever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm wondering if people are having these kind of weird dreams throughout lockdown of anxiety. 
And are we actually going to get out of it? Are we going to, mm. what's, what's the light like at the end of the tunnel? Saying that, I think there's been a few positives that's came out of being locked down. And you know, mm-hmm. one thing that I've noticed, and it'd be interesting to hear what you've got to say as well. What I've noticed is people are being a bit more friendlier. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's because you've not seen anybody for a year and you're actually allowed out and to speak and you say hello to folk in the street that you don't even know and folk are just trying to do nice things for each for each other because you know it's I mean are you do you, have you seen the same have you heard the same or um I think it has been this time round actually and mm. I think certainly personally and with a lot of people I've spoke to I think this lockdown has been much harder um this kind of over winter one yeah. and I feel like there's a kind of concerted effort to to even just kind of little smiles when you're walking past yeah. people and stuff yeah. like that. But this first time round, I felt like people were actually terrified. And I remember, I actually remember Nicola Sturgeon talking about it on one of her briefings because I watched them all. <laughs> um, saying kind of, do you know what, it's all right to still kind of acknowledge people as you're walking mm-hmm. past them. And I thought that was really interesting that she said that because it was yeah. definitely something I felt at the time. Well, yeah, you were too scared to even open your mouth or breathe near, near someone, weren't you? Because again, we didn't, we yeah. didn't have any answers. We didn't have any, we didn't know the extent of, all we knew that it was uh-huh. deaths, deaths, deaths. And yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we often know people who who have passed away or we know people who know someone who's passed away so, and it was getting very much closer to home so you're thinking yeah. let's stay home more often but I think what was like one of the positives from the first lockdown was the weather yes <laughs> ironically yeah. our weather was phenomenal last year I know I know I think the weather played a big part last year um yeah. being able to um yeah, kind of did it mind going out to exercise, didn't you? It was something to look forward to. And we, like, I say in a flat, a flexible right. flat, so that right. was quite hard. But I actually have big windows and tried really hard to kind of be inventive and kind I, of bring yeah. the inside, the outside in, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And kind of done a lot of planting with my daughter and just mm-hmm. anything to kind of raise spirits. And it was much easier this time. I feel like I've got yeah. nothing. I've, like, I've done it. I've run out of ideas. Yeah, out of resources. <laughs> yeah, and it's dark and it's miserable. I know, I know. I mean, I remember what I've been watching the news for the last year, like everybody's been doing, I suppose, and they're interviewing people like Joe Public, and they're saying, mm. you know what, for once, they feel that there's a light at the end of the tunnel since mm. there's been vaccinations, uh, the, the, the role of the vaccinations and all this kind of thing, which is which is great. Um, have you had your vaccination yet? No, I think I'm way down when I was uh, looking at the calculator. I think so as well. I think I'm, I'm there at some point as well. But at the end of the day, yeah. there's vaccinations and they seem to yeah. be touch wood working, you know. Yeah. Um, as, yeah. Again, time's going to tell because there, there's new vaccinations and all that have been tested, but there's always something. I'm hoping that in a year's time, we'll still be wearing masks, walking about the place, but we'll be a bit more safe. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Have you approached... 2021 differently to how you'd approach how you how you looked at last year or even 2019 because of what's happened in the last year um i think in a in a way yeah i think um there's there's a sense of actually it's been kind of that it was going to be hard i think i i always find january quite challenging anyway yeah, yeah. so the kind of added kind of lockdown element 
obviously made it more difficult mm-hmm. and just to be a bit kind of kinder to myself and actually not set myself up for a year of kind of yeah. unrealistic resolutions and yeah, kind of yeah. plans and stuff like that and just recognize that actually this is really hard and let's just try and get through it as best we can and that's not really in my nature to kind of yeah be compassionate towards myself because I, I like to keep myself busy so it's not something I, I think about too much um, yeah, yeah. but I think it's been really important to kind of to get through all really and also kind of actually speaking about it having conversations like yeah, this and yeah. kind of speaking to colleagues and stuff and just being like I am just struggling you know and it's then everyone says it and you feel a bit better Absolutely, because it's a, it's very much like a, a British thing. The stiff upper lip. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I watched something the other day, and they were saying, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you saying I'm fine when you're not fine. <laughs> what I'm fine actually means is I'm struggling, mm. and it's important. And as you t- say, to do things like this, to have a conversation, whether it be in a podcast or a, over a telephone call or whatever, is to say, you know what? I'm having a pants time as well. I'm feeling yeah. rubbish. I'm a parent. And I feel as if I'm letting my kids down because I'm struggling. Yeah. How am I meant to, as a parent, parent my kid? You know, how can I, I'm struggling to look after myself and I can't even look, you know, you know what I mean? And, but at the end of the day, everybody's doing it in their own, their own way and they're surviving. Yeah. uh, In their own way. And I'm thinking that with groups like what you've got and the groups that I run and lots of other groups out there that Mm -hmm. it's an amazing resource that, we need to be using. I think we need to tap into these kind of resources um, and even just have have the power of conversation. Yeah, and I think people are really, people are needing it. One of the things we found is we don't traditionally kind of work with parents uh, in the kind of youth groups and stuff like that, but because we've been doing, uh, we've been delivering activity packs, it's been a kind of a project that we've been doing, and our youth worker, she's been doing like amazing kind of like little videos and stuff like that. Good, good making origami and even slime that's kind of not been a massive success but still posting that and yeah, people absolutely. are really responding people want to chat, people want that connection, they're liking that we're kind of checking in and just yeah. seeing like how is everything and it's just, it's really changed the kind of, the dynamic of how we do things in the organisation it's given us mm. a lot to think about for kind of moving forward because normally it's kind of youth workers, young people and that. Mm-hmm. And that's really important as well, those trust and relationships are, are yeah. key. It's been it's really made us feel like part of the kind of community as well, I think. So and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, it's Certainly one thing that's brought communities together. I think that's one yeah, of the yeah. massive positives that's came out of this and I'm going to continue and you know, a lot of folk have been comparing it to like the war. You know, we're not mm. going to have a, I doubt we'll have like a VE day celebration in the street when we were, you know, that one day we're allowed to lock down because I think it's going to be a gradual. Yeah. yeah it's not so. going to be like the, the war is over. Right. Let's go party. It's going to be over a gradual thing. But to a certain extent saying that it's going to be, I think a welcome celebration to say, oh, we can go and finally yeah. see our parents again or we can go and sit and have a drink in the, oh, I don't know. Beer garden, something or or whatever, and just yeah. do kind of an inverted commas kind of normal things, you know. Um, but yeah, they they're all kind of positives that we got to, to rethink about what 
what we've done in the past and um mm. not so much done in the past, but That's look out. I'm, I want to throw a few questions at you now. A fun quiz, okay. Sabrina. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> there is no yes or no answer. Well, there is actually, there is answers, but um, they're relatively simple. But if somebody okay. once said to me, they're only simple if you know the answer. Okay, <laughs> here you go, here you go. I've got, I've got 20 here in front of me. I'm going to pick and choose. Right, okay. Yeah. What is the colour of the couch? So we're talking about Friends, the programme, right? What is the colour of the couch in Central Perk? Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> You weren't expecting that, eh? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yellow? <laughs> Final answer? Yeah. It <laughs> is, in fact, him. I'll give you a clue. Multiple choice. Yellow or orange? Orange. Excellent. <laughs> Round of applause. Well done. That was a really good guess. A really good guess. <laughs> right, how's your, how's your geography? Oh, even worse than my. So forgetting. <laughs> Perfect. We'll start with a geography one then. Okay. Which of these cities is not on the River Danube? Three choices here. Oh, no. You will get this one. I'll will... myself. No, no, you will get this one. <laughs> uh, Bucharest, mm-hmm. Bratislava, or Belgrade? What would you think? <laughs> Bucharest. Are you sure? Yes. Sabrina, well done then. Yes. <laughs> Right, okay. Oh, you'll get this one. You'll get this one. What is the altered ego of Spider-Man? What's the name? Mm. You'll get this. Parker? Peter Parker. Is the right answer? Peter Parker. Well done. Yes. Yes, here we go. I'm I'm not keeping count, but I think we're on to four now. Okay. Uh, he, here's one I asked the other day and the individual never got it what main character in a Disney film never speaks oh and I could give you a clue the animal flies and you would never think it would fly Dumbo yes well done <laughs> a round of applause there as well that was really good eh Dumbo I know every day is an education yeah every day is an education okay and how's your history it's good as your geography. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to do it anyway. When okay. did the Vietnam War end? I'll oh, give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> I always thought it was the 60s, but it's not. Was it 1975 or 1974? 1975. Well done. You were right, 1975. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with two... More. What okay. is astrophobia? Fear of space. <laughs> well, astro's like it's like space? The, the sky in that. Isn't it? <laughs> it's it's the same kind of bit of the area, the bit of the area. It's it's a fear of thunder and lightning. Oh, but I, I do get it. I, I, would, I, I mean, I wouldn't have called it that. <laughs> I would have thought the fear of thunder and lightning would be like. Lightning a phobia or something like that. Clapophobia. <laughs> I don't know. It certainly shouldn't be that anyway. Okay. Last one. No, that is quite a doer one ten, but this one on. Uh all right, here we go. <laughs> what do invertebrates lack? Oh spines? Yes. I knew you would get that. 
I knew you'd get that. <laughs> now I'm going to add one more one. <laughs> um, you'll get this. What is the national sport of Japan? All I can think of is uh, like table tennis. <laughs> 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 I think I'm just being really. I don't know. Table tennis? But no, it's not the answer. Yeah. If I said uh, it's a bit like it rhymes with uh, Tumo Testlin. Oh, Tumo Testlin. Perfect. <laughs> that was really good. I think you got, um, I lost count at nine, but I'm sure we got 10 out of 10 there. Oh, I think so. <laughs> Have you had fun, Sabrina? Yeah, I have. It's been really good fun. It's good fun, isn't it? It's been really, really good fun. Um, But listen, it's been really, 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 really nice having you on our little Robbie Prod podcast. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. And tell the world, because we're wanting, tell the world, we're wanting everybody to come on, just to kind of share experiences and just share the love, because we're needing a bit of a positivity, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's brightened up my day, so thank and, you. Oh, thanks. That's so funny. And at least you know now what the national sport of Japan is. Exactly. I'll never forget that. Again. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sabrina, you've been an absolute legend. Thank you. And I'll speak to you very, very soon. I'll speak to you soon. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.